Good morning, everybody. Great to see you. If you are new, thanks so much for being here. If you're new, now the church already knows this, but I kind of like to keep up with current events. I'm a current event guy. And there's been a really big current event in the past week or so in the States. It has to do with this. You read about the balloon? The, the supposedly Chinese balloon flew over the U.S. and Canada. Well, let me tell you what. It's not just limited to the Chinese. This is a newsflash. Look at this. Yeah, I tell you what, we can just got to keep an eye on those, what those Americans are doing down there. I thought that was just absolutely classy. Well, a little less than 10 years ago, in January of 2013, uh, we were living in Chicagoland. Uh, I've been lead pastor for, for decades, was focusing on getting another degree, uh, writing a couple of books, doing some coaching and consulting, but I felt like I had one more lead pastor in me. You know, being a lead pastor is, is, uh, can be very taxing, but I felt like I had one more run. Well, I was looking online. That's kind of how you do these days, you know, if you're looking for, uh, for a new uh, vocation or job, you go online. Well, I saw this ad for this church that looked absolutely phenomenal. It was in this growing area, a multi-staff, phenomenal facility. I thought, man, that's like... That's probably in some place like Miami, Florida, or Panama City Beach, Florida, Myrtle Beach, something like that, you know, where it's nice and warm and, and sunny and beachy and that kind of thing. I read a little further. It was in London, Ontario. I said, no way. I'm not moving up there where you have to fight these when you try to get to work. Or you ride these when you get to work. See, see, Americans have this kind of weird view of Canadians sometimes. So I say, no way. No, no, no. So I just dis dismissed that. Well, several months later, that posting was still there. God would not let it go. And the rest is history. We've been here nine and a half years. And, well, thanks. It has been an incredible, incredible journey. Most of you know, if you're guests, maybe not. Uh, we're finishing our work here. I don't call it retirement. I call it maybe repositioning. No, that sounds like the Chinese balloon. Uh, what's that, Cheryl? <laughs> repurposing. Yeah, not repositioning. Repurposing. That's a better term. Yeah, repurposing. Um, I'll be finishing up my PhD. Well, it's done. I'll get that. I'm going to do some teaching um, uh, th through some seminaries, hopefully. I'll uh, be doing coaching, consulting, and writing some more books. So we're going to move to Mississippi. Most of you know that. Cheryl grew up in Mississippi. If you watch the TV show on HGTV called Hometown, that's where we're moving to. Yeah, and you actually walk down the street, you'll see, you'll see them like, oh, are they movie stars? No, they're just part of a reality show. End of March will be my last official Sunday. I think March 26th is the actual day. Now, we'll still be around. We're selling our house, goes up for sale, and once it sells, then we'll actually move. But this has been a wonderful ministry. It has been, I think, our, our most uh, joyous ministry serving with you guys. We were just in briefly with the Chinese congregation. I was thanking them and just sharing a few final words uh, with them. You guys have loved us much and we're going to miss you much. But you know what? We're all part of the same team. doesn't matter where we are or the color of our skin or the language we speak. If we love Jesus, we're all a part of this one big giant family of God. We have a great board. We have a great staff that will manage this transition well, have the highest confidence in them. Now, one of my, I think my ministry values, and I think a strength is vision clarity. 
uh, uh, the clearer a church, or really any organization, is about their mission and vision, their values, their strategy, the more effective that organization, that church will be. Now, as the board leads out in the search for the new lead pastor, one of their expectations is that the new guy will embrace who West Park is. The DNA, the, the, the culture, the, the values, the philosophy. Now, he's going to come in with fresh eyes and have new ideas and plans and strategies. And he has that prerogative. But one of the big qualifiers is that this new guy believes in and embraces who West Park is. The vision, values, fundamental philosophy. He's not going to come in, try to make West Park something it's not, but build upon what is here and make it even better and stronger than it is now. So that brings us to this short series. We're doing a break from the book of Mark. We're going to do a short break and look at the values or the DNA. What really makes up West Park? You see, almost 60 years ago, a group of people had a vision that the church would be planted in this part of London. Now, nothing was here like 50 years ago, like I think just cornfields. They sacrificed and they, and by God's grace, built this church, just like you who consider West Park your church home, your sacrifice, and you're building this part of the body of Christ called West Park Church. Now, here's today's big idea. Vision clarity requires answers to four key questions. And I'm going to visualize those with the screen, also with some cards. So, Wendy, yeah, you just hand the whole thing to me here. I think I'm just going to take the whole thing up. Let's see here. Which one? Yep, that's the first one. Yeah, okay. Got the little numbers here. So I've got these cards that really outline these questions. So let me put these cards up here. There's the what card. Here is the why card. Here is the, the how question on this card. And here is the when. Vision clarity will... Uh, implies that you're clear on these four questions. What's the church about? What's the mission? Why does the church exist? What are the values? How will it go about doing reaching a mission called strategy? And then when do you know you met your mission? Those are called measures. So I'm going to put these up here. Yeah. Now, what I want to do is just give a little bit of reasoning behind each of these. During the next several weeks, we're going to unpack a lot of these questions and these values. Now, we have a little kind of icon that describes each of these. The what, the mission, would be like a compass. The why, the values, would be like a flame. The how, the strategy, would be like a flashlight and the when the measures would be like a what what's that it's not target <laughs> the bullseye <laughs> so each of these is kind of an image that answers those questions the what question different color the what question answers the mission issue the why relates to values the how relates to strategy and the when relates to measures so let's look at the reasoning behind these the question number one the what? What is the, what is the mission? This is really fundamentally why we exist. The reason the church exists, we find from Jesus' marching orders to, the, to, to his church called the Great Commission. We see the Great Commission two places in the scripture. Acts 1.8. He says, but you, that's you and I, 
you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. We have received the Holy Spirit. When you come to faith, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in you. Jesus sent the Holy Spirit when he ascended to heaven. And here's the key here. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In other words, we are... Our, our job here is to testify to the reality of Jesus. That's fundamentally it. Now, another place the Great Commission shows up details this a bit. This is Matthew 28, 19 through 20. So Jesus speaking, therefore go, and he says, make disciples of all nations. And then he unpacks what this disciple-making process is. There's the baptizing part, which is really the outreach part, which is the evangelism part, introducing people to Jesus, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And then the second part of disciple making is the teaching, the discipling part, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And in doing this, Jesus says, I am always with you to the very end of the age. So we have been given these marching orders and every church, that is the marching orders. Now, we kind of give our take on that. I'm going to explain our take on that for West Park. But the mission statement must reflect who we fundamentally are and what we fundamentally do. It is our organizational compass. It is our true north. It's like the golden thread that weaves its way through everything we do. It's not meant to be simply a catchy phrase to, you know, to bring people in, but rather the mission is more of an internal statement for followers of Jesus, for followers of Jesus here in West Park. It is our articulation of the Great Commission I just showed you in those verses. So that's question one. Question two, the why, the values. This is the flame idea. And what do I mean by that? This question answers why we do what we, what we do. It's like an internal flame. It provides uh, energy and, and, and passion and drive. Values are shared convictions that guide our actions and reveal our strengths. They serve as filters for decision-making. We're always going to have a lot of opportunities to do stuff, but our values will help us make those right decisions. Values are shared convictions that guide those actions and reveal those strengths. There are those filters for those decisions. They distinguish our philosophy of ministry. They, they reflect what we hope people will sense and experience when they come here. They form our DNA, who we really are. Question three, the how, the strategy. A strategy answers the question how we do like how we do what we do. It's like a flashlight at night. I was a Boy Scout when I was a kid, and every Boy Scout had a knife, he had a hatchet, had a flashlight, he had a pack. If you had those, you could do pretty much anything. But I love flashlights. And a flashlight, we know what it does. When it's dark, you turn the flashlight on and you can see where to go. Like a flashlight will guide you in the dark. A strategy is a guide that illumines our organizational pathway. It shows us where to go. A strategy helps us tie all the pieces together. It provides a pattern of participation. It provides clarity on rhythms and places of being involved. That's that question, the how. Fourth question is this, the when, the measures. A bullseye shows you when you have made, met the mark. It, if you get in the center, you've hit the bullseye. Measures let us know when we have accomplished 
our vision. It's getting the puck in the net. It's getting the, the, goal, the ball in, in, the, in the basketball net. It's crossing the finish line. You know, this afternoon, this evening is the Super Bowl. You're, what's the goal of those Super Bowl teams? Get across the line more than the other team. That's really what this win question answers, the, the measures. Now, let's put them all together on the screen. Now, I have a couple of glitches in my slides. I <clears throat> don't know why, so I'm going to click them. There we go. Okay. All four questions up here. So you got the what, the why, the how, and the when. Now, a couple of comments about this. These two are relatively stable over time. Your mission and your values, relatively stable. Now, maybe tweaked a little bit, relatively stable. However, the how you do it and the when, the measures, that change depends on the resources you have, depends on your leadership, depends on the circumstances, uh, depends on uh, cultural climate. So this, these change a bit. These are more stable. Now, let's look at where West Park stands on these. We raised these four questions. Our mission statement is this. There we go. Everyday people on a journey together pursuing Christ. And I'm just drawing here and nothing's happening. Well, I just won't draw on that slide. Is it up there? No. <laughs> I, I worked hard on trying to figure this out, so just give me a moment here. Back up, please. Please. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Okay, I'm not going to touch it now. All right. So everyday people on a journey together pursuing Christ. This is our mission statement. It is distinctly Christian. I'm going to try to write something. Okay, I just messed it up. Anyway, this mission statement is distinctly Christian. It's not like the mission statement of a company somewhere because we have everyday people on a journey together pursuing Jesus. It captures the sense that we're all pretty much normal fo folks in process, but our pursuit is the pursuit of Jesus. Now, we actually have a tagline. I'm not going to touch this. But notice underneath the logo, West Park, Everyday People, the tagline is more what we say to people out there. Hey, we're everyday folks. Come and, come, and, come and join us. Now, the logo, look at the logo. You can look at the logo by itself, and it, it speaks, doesn't it? It's like you had this path, pathway to Jesus. Even our different languages, okay, now that should move to our different languages there. Their logo, it's the same, but notice each language is, uh, has uh, the statement, the mission statement, and the tagline uh, are par partially in their own language. Now, if you call West Park your church home, I encourage you to memorize our mission statement. Everyday people... On a journey together, pursuing Christ. Let's say it together. You ready? Everyday people on a journey together, pursuing Christ. One more time. Everyday people on a journey together, pursuing Christ. Okay. Now, I'm just going to focus on this one for the remaining few minutes. I'm going to, yeah, I'll just leave it up like that. The why question. The values. So, during the next few weeks, we're actually going to be unpacking these values so each week we're going to spend the whole time on one or two of the values. Now I'm going to kind of give an overview of those values, what they stand for and what they mean, and then we'll unpack them in the weeks ahead. 
So our five values are active faith, servant leadership, cultural diversity, next generation, and missional engagement. Now, what do each one of these mean? For each one of these values, we have a, a, a kind of a summary statement of what they really mean, and we also have scriptures. These are tied to biblical verses. And we'll cover those in the weeks ahead, but I'll give you the top-level view. Active faith, demonstrated by engaging in evangelism, discipleship, worship, and biblical community. This is what active faith really means, that we are very serious about making disciples. We're going to get more serious about making disciples in a crazy mixed up world where we need greater and greater roots into the Lord. So active faith. The next one is servant leadership, developed by, or demonstrated by, developing healthy servant leaders. We are serious about training up leaders. It's not just staff doing the work of the ministry. The extra scripture says that God is called equippers. And really the staff is meant to be equippers training people who call West Park Church their home to do the work of the ministry. Our primary job is to do equipping. Cultural diversity. And this is, this is you know, these aren't in, in order of priority, but this is really one of my favorite. I just have to say, it's one of my favorite about West Park. Cultural diversity. Demonstrated by embracing multiple cultures and generations. We have young and we have old. We have multiple cultures. I've shared before, we did a survey pre-COVID. We have 50 plus nations represented here. We have four language groups. As I mentioned, we were in, in one. This is, I think, a beautiful picture of heaven. You see, at one time, often you say, well, God is colorblind. Well, he really isn't. He made us unique. He made us with different backgrounds. He made us with different colors and different language, which is beautiful. It's a beautiful mosaic. And I think, God, uh, one of the major blessings upon this church is that beautiful mosaic. They were all unique. We all come from different backgrounds. And yet, what, what do we have in common? The person of Jesus, which is so incredibly, incredibly beautiful. So, cultural diversity. And then, next generation. Demonstrated by reaching children. Students and young adults, empowering them to lead. You see, guys, like, we're getting older. Some of you leaders out there, you're getting older. And it, we, we have to prioritize yielding the leadership of the church to the rising generation. So we're committed to that. Then, missional engagement. Demonstrated by investing in hands-on presence in local and global missions. We've actually captured both the doing part and the financial part because it takes resources to reach people for Christ. So if actually we've done a little study that if you look at our budget and you take what we give for global missions and local missions and our local language ministries all together, that's about 24% of our budget, maybe a little bit less. So we have heavy investment in that. So our values, active faith, servant leadership, cultural diversity, next generation, missional engagement. And let's say these together. Say them with me, okay? First one is active faith, servant leadership, cultural diversity, next generation, missional engagement. All right. Now, let's talk a bit about strategy here. This is the strategy. I'm going to put this one up here. This is the how question, our strategy. What we have done, we've created a little acronym, which is kind of easy to remember. Like our strategy is like a path, as you can see here. P-A, 
T-E-H. P stands for prioritize relationships. A stands for attend a church. T stands for take time to give and serve. H stands for hunger to know Christ. Prioritize relationships simply means that we're called to be in community with each other. Get in a group, you know, get involved in some in Bible studies, but also that relationship with those that are far from God. So prioritize relationships, attend church. The one thing that um, we do more than anything else, where more, more people come, is what? Corporate worship. It is extremely important. But also underneath this are like men's groups, women's groups, and life groups, those kinds of things. Take time to give and serve. Let's give of your time and make it happen by your volunteering. And also giving of your resources. And then hungering to know Christ. Now, we actually created a little um, animation that you may have seen before. So we're going to show this little animation. So, so watch this now. It captures the path. that little uh, music behind it. But that is basically our path. It's a path. Now, where do we want you to go with this? We want this to be so simple that you could explain to somebody in 30 seconds. Sometimes this is called an elevator speech. So let's say you're over at uh, University Hospital, you're visiting somebody in the hospital. You're on the ground floor there, and you're chatting with somebody, you're going to the fifth floor. It takes about 30 seconds if there aren't a lot of stops. So you got to start chatting, and church comes up. 
Someone says, well, West Park Church? Well, what are you talking about West Park Church? This is, well, we had this kind of little, little phrase, everyday people on a journey together pursuing Christ. We're just normal folks. We had this passion for, for Jesus, and we had this little pathway that explains what we do. It's called P-A-T-H, the path. We prioritize relationships. We want to, relationships are important. We come together on a regular basis and hear teaching, and uh, we worship together. Uh, we, we take time to serve and give. We feel like that's really important. And we really, ultimately, we hunger to know Christ. So that's... It's kind of what West Park does. That's an elevator speech. You can do that. Easy. That's your homework. Your homework is over lunch, practice your elevator speech. And you probably won't even have to refer to your notes. So, along with that elevator speech is memorizing the mission statement. Let's say it together one more time together. Ready? One, two, three. Everyday people on a journey together pursuing Christ. And then our strategy, P-A-T-H. Let's say that together. P stands for? A stands for? T stands for? H stands for? R stands for? There was no art. <laughs> now, I wanna, I'd like to revisit uh, an illustration that I used maybe my first Sunday. I was here nine and a half years ago. It was a bunch of marbles. If you were here back then, I've used it a couple of times since then. I've got them here. When I came, because we were figuring, you know, that nine to ten year win or something like that, got a bunch of marbles. I went over to, I don't know, some hobby store, got a bunch of marbles, these green marbles here. And I filled the jar up with marbles equivalent to, you know, about nine and a half years, about 500 marbles. And what I do now, I have these on my desk in my office. When I come into the office, I reach in, I take a marble, and I drop it there. Now you can see, just a few left, these one that have, ones that have passed. It was, you know, like, like that. Now, why do I do that? Well, it's not original with me. I, I just read of, of an older, older man who'd done something like this. And it reminded me like, okay, you know, I can do this. Because every time I would reach in and get a marble, I was seeing that marble as the week that just passed. You know, you have weeks that are bad weeks, right? Weeks that really stink have health issues, relationship issues, money issues, and they really, really are bad. But the, the reason I did this is because although some weeks I had were bad, not all of them were. The, in fact, the vast majority were really pretty good. And by taking that marble and dropping it in there, it reminded me, Charles, not only keep perspective, but be thankful for that week that God has given you. So here's my challenge to you. Find a way where you can do something like this. It may be marbles, it, I don't know, maybe post-it notes, it could be anything. Some physical way for you every week, maybe every day, but it worked for me if, uh, by doing it weekly, uh, Sunday mornings when I would do it, to look at your past week, to reflect over your week. How did it go? Good, bad. How did you respond? Good, bad. What needs to be your mindset right now as you, if you use marbles, as you move your marbles from one jar to the next. I think there's a scripture that the psalmist really uh, helps nail this idea. Here's what he says. Read it to yourself. 
Teach us to number our days aright so that we may what? Gain a heart of wisdom. Such a habit will help you keep life in perspective when really stinky stuff happens. But it's not all that way. You help keep life in perspective. It will remind you to be good stewards of your time. Because this is what it says here. Number our days. In other words, we have a limited number of days. We don't know how many more we have. And God wants us to take the days that we have and use them in an honorable way. Now, not being hyper like, oh, this could be the last week of my life. I'm not talking about that. But looking with perspective and circumspectly stepping back like, Lord, I want this day, I want this week to be one where I steward well the opportunities you give me. With my family, at work, with my time, with my resources. And a little habit like this will remind you that every single week, Every single day, every single hour, every single minute is a gift from God. And some habit like that will keep our tendency from taking over that we forget that way too often. So I'm going to ask you if you would to bow your heads and close your eyes. And as you do, I want to pose a question to you. Are you numbering your days all right. Just think about it. How well are you numbering your days? How well are you looking at your days with this perspective that I've used when I uh, described this illustration with marbles? Maybe, maybe the Lord's telling you like, hey, you know what? You've, you're, in a, you're in a negative, um, you, you, you stay in a negative perspective. You don't need to do that. Because there's so many more blessings in life than there are difficulties. Maybe the Holy Spirit is prompting you to rethink that. Father, thank you so much for West Park. Thank you for the opportunity you've given Cheryl, Tiffany, and myself to be a part of such a wonderful, wonderful church. I pray, Lord, that there will be a rich, rich days ahead. Thank you for our board. Thank you for our staff that lead well. Men and women of integrity, I pray that you would encourage them through this transition, encourage the church to the transition. Lord, I pray right now for whoever you have to step in to lead West Park, that you even now begin stirring his heart. And may the reception of he and his family be amazing. I pray also, Lord, for during this transition time, certainly there is uncertainty, but Lord, you are the certain one. Help us to keep our eyes on you because you are our rock. You are our tower we can run to. And we know that you are the certain one. Although life is uncertain, you are the certain one. I pray for West Park to keep that focus that you are indeed the certain one. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.